Downtown Productions in cooperation with Zone Radio presents Downtown, the podcast. From the historic Zone Radio studios, here's your host, Rich Kimball. This is Downtown. Welcome. Good to see you again. You're looking well. Rich Kimball, Carrie Haskell here for the 266th Downtown. We're brought to you every week by Cross Insurance, where security meets strength. You like the funny people? We like the funny people here on downtown. We've got a pair of them, two talented comedians joining us this week on the program. A little bit later on, Tom Papa will talk with us about his new book. We're all in this together, so make some room. Up first, well, she's one of our, our new downtown Hall of Famers, frequent guest on our radio show and here on the podcast. Doing her summer tour, she'll be coming to Maine for a couple of shows in mid-July. You can check her website to see if she's coming near you. And uh, if she should, you want to go check it out. You can also hear her podcast, Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, and, of course, a frequent panelist on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Here's Paula on Downtown. Hey, Rich, how are you? I am fabulous. How are you today? I'm good enough, thanks. <laughs> Fabulous, fabulous. Well, first of all, uh, uh, congratulations. First time to talk to you in person about it on being chosen to the first class of our downtown Hall of Fame. It's a pretty elite group. Well, it it, it is. I'm very honored to be among such a such company. Thank you very much. Absolutely. I, you know, I had to, who was it? Oh, Mike Farrell, uh, who also made it into the hall, said that uh, you two were friends. He was uh, he was pretty excited about that. We are. We're good friends, actually. Um, yeah, I I started out just a, a humble fan of Mash, <laughs> and then uh, I don't know. I met him at some. I met him at some event. We do stuff together occasionally. Very good guy. Nice. Uh, a, a guy who's taken all his fame and used it for excellent things. Right. Absolutely. Very good guy. No question about so that. So I was just. Uh, you know, I have a podcast. Right. Nobody listens, nobody listens to Paula, to Paula Poundstone. Yes. Yeah. And one of the beloved features of the podcast, I don't know by whom, but beloved by me, is uh, I used to do a vocabulary song <laughs> where every week I introduced a new vocabulary word. Right. And then I put it in the vocabulary song where it stayed for four weeks. <laughs> uh, and then in more recent uh, that we, I did that for about four years. And more recently, I've been testing my coworkers on the words because one of the things that I realized is that I can't remember the definitions. Um, and so I've been testing my coworkers. And if for each answer they get correct, I, I draw, I've drawn these portraits of them that I add on body parts to for each answer they get correct. <laughs> and, wow. and we just taped. Fortunately, what so all right? So I just was working on the on the uh, the for almost professional portrait, and I and then I take a picture of it and I send it to Julie, the producer, and she posts it on Facebook. And uh, so I was I put little word balloons coming out of their mouths and stuff. And so I had just finished doing it. I had just taken the picture. And I was laying on the floor of my bedroom, and I have one cat that lives in my bedroom. And I hear her throwing up, but I can't tell where she is. <laughs> and I look over, and she threw up 
on my beautiful portrait. Oh, oh. Yeah, God. Yeah, cats. So yeah. is she an, is she yeah. an art critic? Is she what? Is she an, an art, art critic? critic? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think you know, and actually, the word that these uh, that the that they were, the word was pulchritude. So I'm using vocabulary words that we've had before, but I'm trying to see if they can still remember the. And the answer is no. No one does except for my partner Adam. Uh, but so she either threw up on it because of the word pulchritude, uh, which means beauty, by the way, right? Uh, or she's an art critic. <laughs> uh, just one, you know, you're living your you're living your life, right? You're getting through your day, trying to get stuff done, trying to trying to go to bed at night with, you know, some feeling of accomplishment, and then. And then your cat who lives in your bedroom throws up on your portraits. Uh-huh. It's not right. Isn't that the worst feeling, though, uh, for someone who has uh, cats or dogs or any animal, to hear that noise and not know where they are? Yeah. Although, in my house, honestly, it doesn't much matter anymore. <laughs> um, I get, I've ceded a lot of ground to pets at this point. For example, uh, well, because I don't... I, I there's just something about them that's kind of gross. But I did used to own some upholstered chairs. But this, uh, but I also used to live in a house that I could put in a door to the living room so that pets didn't go in there. And so you could have nice things, as my mother used to say. <laughs> but this house that I live in now, I rent, and it's not like I can, you know, it's not like you modify the dwelling. So, uh, I just gave up on upholstered furniture, and I got Adirondack chairs. There you go. They're um, all, all weather. Yeah. They can handle anything. That's exactly right. So they're not terribly comfortable, but but that but that's good because that just makes me lounge less. Keeps me more active, more busy. There you go, doing those improvements. Could I, Paula, I'm, you know, I'm in reasonably good shape for a man of my advanced years. Could I do a Russian twist without hurting myself? I think so. All right. So the Russian twist is um, you are sitting on the floor on your butt, but kind of leaned back so that nothing but your butt is on the floor, right? Okay. So it's like a fulcrum, um, and you're in a – you're not in a V. You try to extend as much as you can without putting your legs down. You know, or, or or without putting your back down, you then turn with the upper part of your body. Um, I used to do it where I just turn toward. I turn to the left and I touch the rug with both hands, and then I turn to the right and I touch the rug with both hands. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a Russian twist. I I now am doing it while holding an eight-pound ball. Oh. Now, and, uh, are your knees bent or are your legs straight out? I, my knees are bent. I think I think you get more out of it when they are extended more. And so I sort of try to extend them, but with varying degrees of success. Um, so, you know, I get from it what I can without, you, you, you know, I'm not in the Marines. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking I'm with not, Paula Poundstone. I'm not Richard Gere. No, so, not yet. Uh, 
but yeah, that's oh, that's funny because I I don't know where I learned that exercise. I, I don't know where I learned it, but I just thought everybody knew what it was. But I do get a lot of people on Twitter asking me what a Russian twist is. I thought it was a drink with vodka and lemon. I wasn't sure. Yeah, that's what it is. It's grueling, by the way. <laughs> uh, Paula, do you have, uh, speaking of your Good home, do, do you have any classified documents scattered about in your house? So they're everywhere these days. Honestly, aren't they? Uh, <laughs> excuse me, I have allergies. Um, <laughs> you know, I do have a lot of papers in my room, so there is a possibility but if the, you know, if the FBI or the or the National Archives wants to come here and look, I would welcome them. Um, I'm gonna. I think they'd be wise to wear some sort of masks for the dust. <laughs> but uh, but they would be welcome to come. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's good for radio, isn't it? Um, I um, uh, I am not. Uh, but I have saved, I don't know, some memorabilia from, for example, from my education. When I, when I was growing up, uh, or little, I, my, my parents, when I was in kindergarten, I think, or maybe the first grade, they gave me, they gave to, 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 to me and my, uh, each of my siblings, a little book called School Days. And what it, what it is, it's a, it's a, it's a spiral book of folders and each folder has a you know a slot for uh, memorabilia from that school year, and it has like a place for your school picture and uh, and it has these lines that say you know new friends and that sort of thing. Well, because I received it in in I think it was in the first grade actually when I got it. I actually went to the trouble all those years of saving stuff and putting it in there. Um, whereas the kids in my family who got to, who are a little bit older, didn't, didn't, didn't uh, view it with, uh, with the same values that I did. But anyways, so. Uh, well, and, and some I of these, you, you've posted some of these on your website, right? I was, uh, I'm, I I'm reading I right now. Right. On my website. There's my, uh, Miss, my uh, academic review. Is it Mrs. Right. Canfield, and, and who was not impressed with your ability to work independently? No, <laughs> no. Uh, I had very few of my teachers were ever impressed with me. The only one who ever was was Mrs. Bump, my kindergarten teacher. She really, she had, she kept a good thought for me. So recently, we had been in touch. Years ago, it had been many, many years. And honestly, I sort of assumed that she might have, have passed. And uh, I recently got an email on my public email from her. That wow. The subject line was, uh, I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I uh, and she was a terrific kindergarten teacher, by the way. And so I looked through my school days book and I found a picture that was colored in by and and drawn by my kindergarten class. And I think I went home sick that day or something. So it was this group project, but I think because I went home sick that day, Mrs. Bump gave it to me. Oh. And uh, like as a little, you know, a little kindness from the classroom. And I still have it. 
And so I took a picture of it, sent it to her the other day. (laughs) 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 She must have thought that I was kind of a nutter. But, uh, yeah, anyways. Well, she she appreciated. Back then. They didn't, they, you know, they didn't have a, a report card for kindergarten, but she, but the teacher wrote a summary letter. I'm reading that. detailed. Right. She appreciated first, your humorous comments and your, your stick-to-itiveness. That is correct. <laughs> she said, I've, I have enjoyed many of Paul's humorous comments about our activities. Uh, whereas Mrs. Canfield, not so much. <laughs> didn't enjoy any of my humorous comments. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't that that's the mark of a good teacher if they if they do understand and appreciate your humor? Yeah, yeah, they really didn't. I, uh, I, you know, there's one teacher, and she could be up in Maine for all I know. Uh, <laughs> she was Miss Delorme, and then she got married and became Miss Loftus. Oh, and uh, I, she was our Spanish teacher in the eighth grade, and uh, it was her first year of teaching, I think. And there were some other circuits. Class control was not her strength. And um, and our class was horribly behaved. And I was certainly a part of that. And so I've always wanted to find her to apologize. Um, uh, there was, I remember one day we were so badly behaved that she just put her head down on her desk and kept saying, poor Kay. Poor Kay. And we were such lousy Spanish students. We just wondered what happened to Kay. <laughs> yes. Did you, when you were like at kindergarten, did you have to take a nap as part of your school day? No, thank goodness. Because I, I, I got in imagine. trouble for that, and I did not want to nap at five years old. And my very stern teacher who... Boy, she seemed like 100 years old. She was probably 30 at the time, but she looked at me and said, why aren't you napping? And I said, I do my sleeping at night, ma'am. And she did not take kindly go. to that. Yeah, that didn't oh, go she well. Didn't like, she, she didn't like that? No, no. Yeah, I don't, yeah. It's just, you know, it's like people want to go to a four-day work week. Come on, get in there and do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> No more of these. No more of these naps. No more of these times off. Lind, you know what? You would have been comforted with this thought when you were young. Lyndon Johnson used to nap. Exactly. Do you remember the yeah. the little black and white um, like <laughs> newsreel thing where which a day in the life of the president, and it yes. showed him laying down to nap, and it showed Lady Bird putting a blanket over him. <laughs> <laughs> it was that was right it was before. After his, his juice and cookies, I think, and just before they went outside to play. Right, right. Then, then they, they didn't show is what we learned later that he would sit on the toilet and while he was there, call in aides to talk to them while he was doing his business. Oh yeah, yeah. He also there's a there's a really funny audio of him talking to like a guy that was making his suit. Yes, he's talking on the phone, <laughs> and he talks about. <clears throat> how he needs it long in the rise and he wants to make sure that the pockets are deep enough that when he sits down, his knife doesn't fall out. (laughs) 
Well, yeah. Those are those so. are concerns of, of people in 1965, apparently. Uh, Paula Poundstone yeah. going to be here in Maine, not one, but two shows, July 14th at Jonathan's in a Gunquit and July 15th at the Stone Mountain Arts Center in Brownfield. Please please bring some sunshine our way. Uh, we're, we're in the midst of our June gloom here. We haven't seen the sun in forever. Oh, that's like us, although it just peaked out now, but... It's, it's got to be the same thing all over the country. And I was just in, I was just in Alaska, and they said the same thing that they've had hardly had sun. Um, I, maybe it is me. Maybe it's something I'm doing. You <laughs> no. know, apparently we we shifted the Earth's axis. Did you see that news report? Yes. Yeah, that was a bit disturbing. It didn't seem like a good thing. It, it's really disturbing. Um, and by the way, it's kind of, isn't that going to make compasses inaccurate? I would think so. And I'm saying it like I know anything about all this stuff. Um, I just recently found out that the earth isn't actually on a stick, like a globe. <laughs> I, I, uh... <laughs> uh, so yeah, all this is new to me. And it's from, it's because we've pumped so much groundwater I didn't know we weren't supposed to pump groundwater. It's Helen Keller's fault. That's whose fault it is. What Helen Keller's fault? Oh, from yeah, from Miracle Worker. She, she pumps the water. Right, right. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. And, and Ann Sullivan ran out and said, "Stop it! <laughs> You're tilting the earth. Stop it! Stop it!" <laughs> Part of history that not a lot of people know. No, don't that's, look it up. That's why we turn no to you. you do, don't look it up. No, don't, we don't need to. You are the source authority on such matters. Oh, I have to ask you this: what's the what's the story? You you explained it uh, briefly uh, on Twitter to me. Uh, you and uh, Mickey Dolan's cat. Did you give Mickey a cat? I did. Um, a, a while ago, I started following Mickey Dolan's on Twitter, and uh, I don't know. I just had you know he's the last monkey. Mm. And uh, so uh, it's a, it's a sweet guy, and and so I, I so I, I I used to write to him on Twitter every so often, just sort of check in, see how he's doing, and uh, it was a little getting to know you period. So I said to him in a tweet, I said, you know, do you have pets? And he said, no, no, I travel too much to have pets. And uh, so I said, well, I tell you what, I will give you a cat, and I will keep it and take care of it here in my house for you. And so every now and then I send him a picture of his cat. And by the way, that was his cat who threw up on my personal, oh. personal portraits. Um, so I'm going to sue the heck out of Mickey Dolan's. Put that cat on the last train to Clarksville. Yeah, yeah. Daydream, daydream believer. Believe this, Mickey Dolan. <laughs> Paula, it's great to talk with you, as always. Thanks so much for being with us. Look forward to the shows here in Maine, July 14th and 15th. Uh, travel safely, and uh, we'll catch up with you again soon. Thanks so much. Take care. Paula Poundstone with us on Downtown. We'll take a quick break for a word from Cross Insurance, and then we're back with comedian Tom Papa.
Since its founding in 1954, Cross Insurance has grown from a small family-owned agency that started in Bangor, Maine, into one of the largest super regional insurance agencies in New England. With a network of offices throughout New England, Cross Insurance works with top carriers to provide maximum value to you, your family, and your business. We are proud to be the official insurance broker of the New England Patriots and would welcome the chance to provide security for your team. For more information, visit CrossInsurance.com. Cross Insurance, where security meets strength. Right, we're not sponsored by Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on this week's Downtown Podcast, but I guess we could be because our next guest, another regular on the show, talented comedian. He has his own podcast, his own Sirius XM radio show. He's touring the country as he always does, and he's got a great new book out called We're All in This Together. So make some room. Tom Papa with us on downtown. Let's talk about the book because it's it's so good. We're all in this together. So make some room. Uh, realization that has come to you as wisdom does as the years go by that uh, we're all dealing with the same kind of nonsense. Yeah. When the nonsense is called being a human being. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no... Uh... We all seem to think that we're the first one to go through it, but it turns out that people have been figuring out life for centuries. And I just started noticing all like the rules that are already laid out there for us, and that if you just follow them, your life will be a lot easier. I, I like simple things like uh, like the cocktail hour. <laughs> Very simple concept. I know it's goofy. I know there's a lot of bad T-shirts. You know, it's five o'clock somewhere and all that, but it really works out. Like, that is the perfect time to start drinking. People tried it probably at noon for a while. That didn't work out so great. There's a lot of drunken office harassment. People tried <laughs> drinking later at night, and that didn't work out. People were angry at the dinner table with their family. Five o'clock, perfect. So why try and reinvent it? Though even even when it comes to the cocktail hour, uh, as you point out in the book, it's very important to know things like where not to order a martini. Right. Another great rule. You don't order a martini at a NASCAR race. <laughs> <laughs> you don't order it in an Irish bar. Those are those are not the places that they don't care about martinis. They don't care about people who drink martinis. If you're in a steakhouse in the middle of Chicago, sure, martini time. Wrigley Park, Wrigley Field, no. <laughs> <laughs> then you're just looking to get a punch in the face. Uh, Tom, is there anything that says America like the brunch buffet? Oh, good Lord. <laughs> um, no, unfortunately. <laughs> No, that is everything that's right and wrong with us. It's, it's, we love a good idea. We love celebrating stuff. We love uh, excess. And then we go just bonkers with it. <laughs> and, I, and it turns into a horrible experience. And I, I thought for sure that would be something that wouldn't survive COVID. I thought for sure that one of the blessings of COVID, other than not having to visit our families every holiday, was going to be that there'd be no more cruise ships and no more buffets. And it turns out I was wrong in both accounts. 
Yeah, and, and in the worst case and scenario, you combine the two of them, a buffet on a cruise yeah, ship. Yeah, on a cruise. Which is, that's got to be the eighth <laughs> circle of hell right there. Yeah, exactly. So now you're stuck on a cruise with people licking E. coli off their fingers and then grabbing the tongs that they're taking their limp pancakes out of the bin that you're going to grab next. <laughs> yeah, that is, I thought COVID was going to cure that, but people can't be stopped. They literally can't be stopped. And let me be clear, the book is bad examples too. It's not all like, let's do what that guy does, you know. I know, I know for a fact that I'm never going to jump off a trampoline into a ceiling fan because I've seen people <laughs> do that repeatedly on TikTok. <laughs> I, I laughed early on in the book because we had uh, uh, Stephen Tobolowsky, the wonderful character actor, comes on with us quite a bit. And a recent visit, he was saying that he got he got dealt the worst, what he considers the worst job in the house, stirring the peanut butter. And I, I would say you must agree with that. <laughs> yes, that is, that is a battle. I've been married for 23 years, and that is a battle I continue to wage about once a month. <laughs> I don't like it. There's nothing wrong with Jif. Just buy it, and we don't fight with the oil and the spinning and the. Rain Wilson from the office just sent me a video of him stirring the peanut butter <laughs> because he lost the fight. <laughs> now, now our producer Carrie though has come up with uh, what he thinks is a solution. Carrie, what's that? How do you do it again? I. Yeah, I, I hated the job. My wife wouldn't do it. And uh, so I started mm -hmm. using an electric mixer. I take just use one beater off the electric mixer uh -huh. and just drop it in the jar and use that. You just have to go slow so the oil doesn't splatter everywhere at the beginning. But it makes it a lot quicker and simpler. Still not enjoyable, but simpler. It sounds like a disaster. <laughs> or, sounds or like a terrible idea. I, I guarantee I put it in, and now there's oil not just on me and the jar, it's also on the fridge and the ceiling. <laughs> and then, and then you got to clean that. You got to clean that mixer yeah. arm filled with gloop. Well, see that? Yeah, I just pass that off to my wife. The, the clean, <laughs> the, the, the goop cleanup is her job, not mine. I did the stirring. I'm done. What is wrong with some GIF? America was built on it. It's smooth. Someone already did it. It doesn't even have peanuts in it. Just <laughs> open it and spread it. Here you go. <laughs> We're talking with Tom Papa here on Downtown. His a new book is called We're All in This Together, so make some room. Uh, check out his recent special on Netflix. It's great. Uh, what a day. Now, uh, uh, Carrie, my producer, also has a love-hate, maybe mostly hate relationship with his cat. And so I was sharing with him your belief that, among other things, your cat is changing your password and generally wreaking havoc when you're not paying attention. They're very sneaky. They're very manipulative. They're uh, adjusting your scale to make you look fat. <laughs> <laughs> They're... <laughs> they're always doing horrible things. They're very sneaky, very passive. They do while the bark, while the dog's getting yelled at for all of the barking and all of the walking and all of the dumb things. The cat is quietly messing with your checkbook. <laughs> so the book is so funny, and yet I also found myself getting a little emotional in reading the, the wonderful essay about your grandfather. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was. Um, yeah, that was a nice one. I think I came out 
that came out okay. It's um, that's why I like writing the books. You know, I'm out doing stand up all the time and have specials and all that stuff, and it's great. But it's nice to kind of express yourself in a different way, and it doesn't always have to be a laugh. I mean, I'm not gonna even on that one. I'll I get a laugh at the end, but um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with kind of exploring those other sides. And he was great. He was probably the closest to a comedian in the family. I didn't <laughs> have anybody in the arts, but he was a great storyteller. And uh, when he got older and had some issues and couldn't really tell those stories anymore, I remember as a young person, I was it was pretty devastating. I'm a big baseball fan. I sure hope somewhere out there there is a, an actual Ray the Mouth Kreiner. <laughs> me too, me too. I, they they do exist they absolutely do exist <laughs> not that much of an exaggeration <laughs> well you got so much going on and then i'm watching i'm watching air and i, I did a double take but that's tom papa you're everywhere i am i'm uh i, I think i'm in need of a uh, trip to the jersey shore with uh with no phone and maybe um, just a bunch of fried food, maybe some bagels. <laughs> I need to park on the beach and not work for a minute. I think that would be a great idea. Well, uh, you'll be you'll be close to a beach. You're up here in New England, uh, August fourth at the Casino Ballroom at Hampton Beach. Uh, is it a busy summer for you on the road? Um, it's it's uh, it's not. I didn't take too much for it. I tried to downshift a little bit, but I do have some fun summer shows. I'm going to that Hampton Beach, and I'm going to the Hamptons in New York. I'm doing one in Delaware and Anaheim, like fun outdoor gigs for just a couple of months. And then in the fall, I'll start off and start going like the regular almost every weekend through Christmas. And will you uh, be back on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me anytime soon? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think I'm going in a couple of weeks. Uh, last summer was when Peter got COVID, and I ended up filling in for three or four weeks in a row. Right. And uh, hopefully he stays healthy because that's, that's not an easy gig. That was actually during my vacation last year. And uh, it's, it's a tough thing when you've got to come in on the middle of vacation and tell your wife that you're leaving for four more days. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good gig, though, I would think. We actually, uh, we talked to Josh Gondelman recently, right before he filled in, because Peter was on paternity leave. Right, yeah, I filled in during that also. It's, uh, it is a, it's a really fun gig. I like being a panelist more. I think Peter does, is a great host, and I was happy to help, and it was, it was you know, it's kind of like a dream come true, because I loved that show for so long, to be able to host it was great. But to roll in as a host, when you when you do the host thing, you got to go in for like four days, and you got to write with the writers mm. and all that stuff. Then when you come as a guest, you just you get off the plane, you go right to the theater. You don't even have to read anything. You just act like a wise ass for a while, and then you're out of there. Do you find any time to cook? Yes, if I that I I always kind of judge how much I'm home by how much I'm baking. Good, good. Right now, I have um, I have four loaves of sourdough bread on the counter, and two more getting ready to go into the oven. So uh, my neighbors and my friends are very happy, and that means I'm home for a beat. Oh, that's 
fantastic there. I was uh, I was thinking, too, um, we must have had a similar fashion consultant in our youth when you uh, described yourself in the book as uh, with bangs, plaid pants, and suede <laughs> shoes. Now, I had the plaid pants, but they were really fashionable because they were the bell-bottoms. Oh, yeah. That, that was a good look. Our moms really were looking out for us back then. Yeah, I found it made me stand out when uh, when all the guys were on one side of the gym and the girls were in the other with uh, none of us uh, daring to ask anybody to dance in middle school. No, especially when your mom made you tuck your tight shirt in and wear a belt. <laughs> yeah, and, and a belt that was about... over the side. Was it that belt that was about four inches wide? <laughs> yeah, I think mine had an evil Knievel belt buckle on it. Oh, Oh, well, that's... Yeah, the, the girls really went crazy for that. Yeah, that's great. Well, some things never change right there. Well, uh, Tom, it is, it's <laughs> great to catch up with you. I love the book. We're all in this together. So make some room. Check out Tom's special if you haven't seen it already. What a day on Netflix. Uh, listen on Sirius XM Radio. You just never know where Tom's going to show up. Uh, it's great to catch up with you, and uh, we'll do it again down the road when you find some time. You too. Thanks for reaching out. It's always good to... Yeah, circle back with you and have a great rest of your summer. That's comedian Tom Papa with us on Downtown. Check Tom's schedule to see when he might be near you on his summer and fall travels. Our thanks to him, thanks to Paula Poundstone, and to you for joining us on Downtown. Brought to you every week by Cross Insurance, where security meets strength.